Welcome everyone to the Bear vs. Pancast, episode 51. Ryan, today Whoa. is February 19th, 2016. How you doing, man? Um, I'm alright. Me I'm too, okay. my name is Nick. I'm, I'm alive. I'm Ryan. Hello. That's Ryan. Um, video He's games. here. Hey, He's um, ready to party. Yeah. Um, what, what up? TGIF, am I right? Hey, um, let's talk about Fire Emblem. Oh, okay. No, because that that's game, a game both of us that played. That game came out today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, I don't, I don't have a copy yet. I do. I, you I, a butt. It's right here. This is what it sounds like. Oh shit! I this hate is you. What the opening? This is what the opening tutorial sounds like. Um, I, 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 I guess did I did I say last week that I wasn't going to get this game? I believe that's exactly what you said. I think I said, I said something to that effect about how I didn't yes. really care about this game. It turns out the only reason I didn't want the game is because I was just super angry about the fact that I didn't understand how the different versions worked. Like uh, to be to be fair, I, Nintendo did a very bad job of um, explaining themselves. I, I just it, it turned like. I was confused about it, and that confusion yes. just turned into anger, like, mm-hmm. and I just got really pissed off and started talking shit about Fire Emblem Fates because I didn't understand, and I still don't. But I bought a copy of ver- one of the versions, so I guess I understand. I guess I can pretend I understand now. I, so, so the for, way, I, the, yeah, you, yeah, you explain it to way- me because I think I, I get it, but. Okay, so the way I've been led to understand is the difference is you're playing two completely different stories set in the same like basically period two of time. Games. Yes, it's two different games. Each game has its own set of characters um, and its own plots. Um, in in one game, you are playing um, one like country fighting another country, and then in the other game, you are swapping roles. Mm-hmm. Where, as I understand it, in the opening sequence, uh, you're fighting for somebody, and then you uh, end up in the other side because of well, story this, stuff? This part, they, this is the part that they made clear. The least important part was, like, the story, is that your main character, Corrin, or you can actually name him whatever you want, um... But, of course, they had or to put him in Smash Bros. and give him a canon name, so now I feel like an asshole for naming him something else. Um, but he's your player character. Yeah, my guy will be named Corn. So yeah. He, he's, he's my, my player um, character, so I, I had to name him. I named him something that I would name him. So well, what happens is that there's two kingdoms. One is super Japanese-like, and you were yes. raised by that family. There's yes. also these, like, um, medieval European dudes who... You're technically are like dragon people. Yes, something like or that. or something. But you're technically yeah. um, your spawn. Your spawn of that, like you're from that family. But for whatever reason, you were raised by the Hoshido. I think their name is the Japanese country. I think you're right. And then in chapter six of the story. You have to either mm-hmm. stay with the family who raised you or go to the family to whom you are biologically related to. 
and yes. the story changes. The story changes in uh, different in different ways, and the gameplay, although still is Fire Emblem strategy, whatever, um, yes. changes drastically. But you can actually choose in America. So, like the Japanese version, from my understanding, we talked about this a little bit last week. But my, my understanding of that, how that worked, was you got a game called Fire Emblem Fates. And you're like, oh, Fire cool, you got Fire Emblem If. Yeah, you got Fire Emblem what you If. Got. And you're like, oh man, I love yep. Fire Emblem If. This is great. Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem is great. Chapter 6, you'd play the game. You get to that, that decision, and yep. then you choose one of them and finish that mission, and then you go, oh, I'm sleepy. I'm going to go to bed and turn off your DS. And when you woke up in the morning, it would be Fire Emblem Birthright or Fire Emblem Conquest or whatever the Japanese equivalent name was. Yes. And you would just own that version of the game now. And you'd be like, oh, I didn't understand that literally my decision was going to change the physical possessions that I owned the rights to. This is kind of confusing. Right. Um, and then you could pay them more money to play the other one. And the way it works now is you buy one version, and the store page does not tell you about what you're getting into on the 3DS. On the 3DS eShop. No, it, I think they're like, the descriptions are by and large the same. I think. Uh, yeah, well, the description starts with like, hey, if you're trying to buy both versions, here's how you do it. Be careful not to just buy both versions through the eShop, which is helpful. Yeah. But I had to do so much research. I had to read so many articles about how about what each version was and how they were different to figure out which one I wanted. And the, the 3DS eShop does such a shithouse job of explaining the difference. But basically, you buy one of them, and I, mm-hmm. I, and then once you're in the game, you can select an, an option called Explore Fates. Um, yeah, there's, there's like an option where you can just log in and then get the other version. I think it's $20 yes. for I, I the other version. And I don't know how much the the third one costs. You can't buy it yet. You can't buy it until March tenth. Um, I don't... I think it's also twenty dollars. But they're all full games. Um, apparently, the third one it plays more like Birthright, which is Fire Emblem Awakening yes. style. But you also don't um you don't pick a side. It's like a an, an alternate, another alternate telling. Uh, so, basically, the birthright is f- the is like Fire Emblem Awakening. It's got a world map. Um, there's normal, normal, hard, expert, Phoenix mode, casual mode, and classic mode. And uh, well, right, to be clear, both the games the have game, that. I have what? Yeah. To be clear, both the games have that. Yes. Well, I'm just saying I know difficulty. for a fact. Although, I, although yeah. I've heard that Conquest is more difficult even on comparable settings. Yeah, so the thing I've, I keep reading is that um, Birthright is a is a uh, more easily completed experience in that you can grind and um, the, the, the fights themselves are less punishing and have uh, a little bit nicer uh, win conditions. Than than conquest, so it's it seems like conquest is definitely the harder game, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I'll mention some anecdotes I read in an article in a moment, but I, I wanted to mention to you 
that before you buy this game, you should know when I started up Birthright this morning, I selected my difficulty, and then it, it tells me it asked me what mode I wanted to play, and the cursor defaulted to casual. Mm-hmm. So you just I need you need to understand that. I I, I want to make sure mm-hmm. that you know this before you you go out and buy this game. Right, because you, I I would I would if I would think that you would find that to be deeply offensive. As um, someone who likes I do Fire and I Moon, don't has who's been who's liked Fire Emblem for a long time. Yeah, uh, it's I mean, it's probably going to make me feel the same way as Awakening did, which was that uh, I'm kind of mad, but whatever. I I really don't. I really think you should just get Conquest then, because it it plays like. So basically, Birthright is Fire Emblem Awakening 2, and Conquest is the true Fire Emblem 13, or whatever. Like, it's an actual sequel, Kinda, yeah. it's an actual sequel to 12. Yeah. Um, yeah, the fucking, um, I don't know. I'm getting, I'm getting Birthright because I have a feeling that uh i'm going to actually like this game i don't know why i have this feeling i don't Um, either but i really appreciate your optimism yeah i want to like this fire emblem game um i think for some reason i'm gonna get that one first maybe it's i don't know if it has really been actually related to this podcast but for some reason i feel like over the past year you've been like foolishly optimistic which is not a bad thing i mean i i think you're right (laughs) <laughs> I think you're right. I've you, been, like, I've wanted, been... you were like totally prepared to like Paper Jam too. I yeah, I didn't hate it, but I was horribly indifferent. Yeah, which is like pretty good. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, fuck. Yeah, no Fire Emblem Fates. I hope it's good. Please be good. Oh, fire! Well, that's the thing is that there's um, different game, like they're different games. They're all standalone games, which totally. is crazy. Yeah. Um, and because they're all they're all receiving different reviews and things. And yeah, well, they're different games, so they they should. And, you know, the, the mechanics of, like, how they actually function are quite different. You know, Conquest is, like, a fucking 40-hour dick-kicking, apparently. And... Yeah, so this is what I read. One of the re- articles I read was an article from Kotaku that was... I read, I read two different articles about which version to buy. I found both of them to be only slightly helpful, but and also kind of insulting. Um... The one I read from Kotaku was written coincidentally mm-hmm. by my favorite Kotaku of the uh, on on staff Kotaku Kotaku journalists Patricia Hernandez Hernandez, mm. uh, and she based, she said that uh, she played so she played both versions, um, and she yep. said that basically Conquest is a lot harder because you it's just a straight shot like Fire Emblem 12 chapter to chapter thing um mm-hmm. and the battles are just generally harder you said the story in yeah. that game is cooler which 
whatever. I'm probably going to skip all the cutscenes anyways. <laughs> um, yeah. And then and she also mentioned that, that that Conquest is the game that features the male, the only male-male relationship, and Birthright is the one with a female-female relationship. Um, sure. Which, I don't know, people might want to know that. But what the, the thing she said, the most interesting thing she said about it was that there was, like, one mission, like, mission 13 or something like that. They were similar missions in each game. Like, um... Uh... Blah, blah, blah. They, they had... They, like, took place at the same point in the timeline, but they were different in certain ways. And she said that it took her 20 minutes to clear that it in birthright and 12 hours to clear the conquest conquest version. So Mm -hmm, there mm -hmm. is a chance that she's just really, really bad at fire emblem. Um, but also it sounds like conquest is, is much more difficult, but at the end of the day, it's still a Nintendo game. So I don't know. How hard could it be? It's probably really hard. Fire Emblem, Fire Emblem is like the one notable exception where Nintendo's like, we don't give a fuck. This game's going to be hard AF. And I'm like, okay. I'm seriously considering just playing through Birthright and then buying Revelations and saving the $20 because I'm not going to like Conquest or really feel like playing Conquest. Conquest is going gonna, is gonna to feel like an older Fire Emblem game where you have like less choices in how you progress. So yeah, I feel like having casual mode in that will make me feel it'll help. It'll make but... me feel better, but ultimately, it. I mean, so if someone dies in a match, at least people will like. Um, they'll come back in casual mode, but they also will not have earned any experience. So mm-hmm. you're dead if you do, dead if you don't. I, I don't yes. know. I I, I, yeah. I don't know if I care enough about it to play that game to spend the extra the twenty dollars and get another like thirty hours out of that game. I don't know if I have the attention span for that. So I might mm-hmm. just move on mm-hmm. to Revelations because it's more Fire Emblem Awakening. Yeah, no, that's definitely true. I think that's probably what's going to wind up happening. I'll see how Birthright goes. It's already challenging my understanding of Fire Emblem because all of the classes have either been renamed or recreated. Uh, oh, really? Jap- that sucks. To be Japanese. Yeah. Well, not not all of them, but like... But a lot of them. Uh, I'm trying to think of an example here. Oh, so Swordmasters aren't Swordmasters anymore for some reason. They're Samurai, I'm pretty sure. Oh, um, which, okay. as far as I can tell, that's what's <laughs> happening, because I, I looked into... You have to pick, like, a subclass for your main character that that you, that determines what abilities he gets. Uh-huh. Um, and as far as I can tell, from what I read about the different talents and, like, how the talents worked in Fire Emblem Awakening, it seems like Samurai is just Swordmaster. Okay, but I'm pretty sure in the in Conquest version, um, it's just called. It might just be called Swordmaster, or they have another uh, name for it. Boy, that's really confusing, Nick. Yeah, like I said, it's, it's two different games. Yeah, it, it's almost as if. I, 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 part it's of almost me, as if these games are different. They're totally different, but part of me is yeah. like mad that they released them both at once. 
But part of me is happy because it, it meant that they weren't like, here's Fire Emblem Awakening 2, and now here's Fire Emblem Conquest. And I was like, oh, I liked Fire Emblem Awakening and Birthright or Fire Emblem Awakening 2. You know, like, I like that style of game. And they're like, fuck you, this is like the old kind you hate. Instead, they're just like, here, mm-hmm. you can play whichever one you want. Although I, I do still think that you should get Conquest. I'm I'm going to get Birthright. All right, and, unless you're prepared to eat the $20 and just get... I mean, I'm probably going to get both anyway because I, I want them. You're probably going to like play Birthright and be like, this is just Fire of Awakening. Here's $20. I'm going to play Conquest and maybe like it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a crazy yeah. thing. I'm, I'm, I, yeah. Like I, said, I wasn't really prepared to be hyped for it, and then last night, for some reason, I got... Super excited. Oh, last night, last night it hit you like a truck. Of, yeah, it really did. I, I don't know yeah. what it was. I suddenly am just like, man, I really, really, really liked Fire Emblem Awakening. I want to play more of that game. Uh, hopefully mm-hmm. there's some dope waifus in this game. Uh, yeah. Hopefully they've, they've, spread, they've spread the waifus between the two versions appropriately. Hope, hopefully, because Fire Emblem is nothing without its waifus. Yeah, it's true. And they took out the the touching people's faces thing, which is I think that's I think that's back in. I think you can touch people's faces. I think maybe under certain circumstances, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, a, okay. I, so last weird thing about this game is remember that special edition, the cart that cost eighty dollars that had all the games on it. Actually, yep. I don't think it was one cart. I think it was just like you you got a cart. Of something, and then and then you had to download the other ones. Apparently, something like that. Apparently, yeah. the, the Japanese version of this was just here's all of them on the same cart, and you just choose which one to load into without downloading a, yeah. a GD thing. But obviously, we can't have we America can't have nice things. So no, we cannot. This is what this is what we get. Um, but the special edition, you can play if you had the special edition, you can download and play. Revelations right now. Yeah. However, if you do not have the special edition because it, it you wouldn't because nobody does realistically. Like, nobody, like it's, such a small percentage of people those. in this world actually have that. Um. Then you have to wait until March tenth to play it. And by that point, everybody's that's, be that's the fine. Vision, anyways. So, like, <laughs> who's going to be playing that shit? Um. Yeah, but it's it, it's a that's fucking weird. That it's like if you got the special that's edition, totally you can play weird. it right now. Why not yeah. just? Why not just make it like available for? I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not Nintendo. I don't understand it. I'm not Nintendo. Yeah, you heard it here first, guys. I I just want to put those rumors to rest once and for all. Bear versus man I'm is not, not Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah, Fire Emblem. We'll talk about it next week, after we've played it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna stream it all. All of it. Are you are you serious? Yeah, I'm gonna that's that was the plan from the get go was to play this game on the internet. It's like and uh, this isn't Firewatch. This is like a lot of game. Oh I know. Oh I know. Oh, I know. 
That's a lot of game. It's, I'm, I'm, it's done. I said it on a podcast, Nick. It's done. It's committed to. Um. It's committed to the world. Yeah, the internet knows about it now. It's true. All right. Well, why don't you tell me about a game that you Uh-oh. played this this week that you actually played? Um, that I actually played? Yeah. Don't don't talk about one that you're gonna play. Like I just wasted all of our time doing. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. That's fine. Um. So I played Street Fighter Five. Why? Uh, I wanted to. Why? Because I I don't know. It sounded like fun. It was all right. It was fine. Uh, I don't know. I'm it, that that game's fucked. It's the uh, uh, it's a little bit better than it was like when it first came out. But like the servers in that game have been wicked spotty, um, and stuff. So it's like really hard <laughs> have, connecting have to you, matches. Have you been playing online? Yeah. When you get on, when you get matched with someone, do you get beaten worse than you ever imagined was even possible in your wildest dreams? Uh, I I'm pretty bad. No, I mean like no matter how good you are, if you play a fighting game online, every single match you will be destroyed in ways you didn't even fully understand was possible. Yeah, I, I played Marvelous yeah. Capcom three. I'm, I'm not saying I'm good or anything, but <clears throat> I played a bunch of Marvelous Capcom three like with real people in real life. And then yeah. I played one match online and I was killed in a single combo. Yeah. Um and I was like, okay. This I've never played fighting games online again. That was my Fire Emblem moment. Or it's like I've never played Fire Emblem again. But with fighting games. Yeah, uh I'm 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 bad at Street Fighter, so I get creamed. Um but it's I don't know. I I like playing it with my friends. Yeah, I'll play locally. with you. So, I mean, because my friends aren't as good as fighting games as the people on the internet are. Um, That's true. So, yeah. Um, that that game, I, I, I'm i no authority on fire. Or, no, the fire, I got fire in the brain. Um, I, I got, I'm no authority on Street Fighter, but um, I, I like what they did over four uh, the game it it simultaneously plays a lot faster, but it's also it also feels like a little bit less sloppy than four felt to me. Four kind of felt like I was fumbling around a lot, whereas in five I feel like it's a little bit more precise, which I kind of which I'm like into. You like you find yourself make like completing your dragon punches more often. Or yeah, like, I mean okay. I could just suck less at completing dragon punches. Um, you can play with a controller. Yeah, Scrub. yeah. I don't have a fight stick, Scrub. Nick. Nor will I. Nor do I want to buy one. No, if I'm going to buy any piece like of gaming, I don't want to. Wheel man, trucking simulator wheel. Yeah, yep. Yeah, if I was going to buy any cost? piece of video game hardware, oh, uh, dude, it seems like ones that are worth your money are at least two hundred bucks. Oh shit! Well, a stick that's worth your money is let me like a hundred. Ah, uh, what? Maybe a little bit less. Um, if you get a USB one. You'd use it for like all all kinds of shit. Are you playing the PS4 version or PC yeah. version? P- PS4. PS4 version. PS4 version. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm but playing you can that. Use it. I don't. I don't like using a fight stick. I bet, like, if someone 
someone said to me, hey, here's a fighting game, and here's the only controller you're allowed to use, mm. uh, I'd figure it out, but I don't like a fight stick as much. I don't see why it's preferable. Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. I, I, it's fine. I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. Uh, the people are kind of upset about the roster. They feel like it's a little bit lackluster. I don't know. In terms of size? Size and, like, selection. Like, I, f- I think the people sort of are not thrilled with, um, how, uh, the, the ones that they ended up going with, which is, like, I think there's three new characters, but then there's only, like, 16 on the roster and they didn't pick people that they wanted to play as or something. Don't worry, they'll they'll just double the amount of characters with DLC that you'll have to pay more than twice the price of the game to own all of them. Yeah, that's true. Uh, although they did um they did say like there's going to be a way an in-game way to buy characters. Yeah, you earn fight money somehow. I haven't earned any any yet because every time I play a match, uh, it's like we can't send the results to the server, even though I just played a match on the internet. Oh, so sucks. I don't actually have any fight money. But someday um, you'll be able to use the fight money you might get to buy DLC characters instead of spending your money on them because you paid $60 for the game and they'll probably release at least $60 worth of DLC characters, probably more like $100, honestly. Yeah. Uh, but over yeah, the course of totally. like a year, so it's chill. They're not scam artists. I don't know why they didn't just include more in the base release, because I feel like that's got that's the smallest roster of of any launching mm-hmm. Street Fighter game in a long time. I know 4 yeah. has just progressively been, like, they ramped up and they released so many different versions of that game, but still, like, that roster is really small. It, it's very small. Uh, yeah, which is, which bumps some people out, but I only play as like two characters anyway. So you basically, yeah. Uh, I, there's a couple, I, I like uh, a couple of the new ones. I like Rashid. He's like a guy who makes tornadoes mm-hmm. and is like pr- a pretty, uh, a pretty racist, uh, Arabic character, uh, yeah, which well- is always fun. Yeah, Japanese people aren't um, racist though. They can't. They're not capable of. Being they can't racist. be racist. No. <laughs> um, and then I like I like Fong or Fang. I don't know. Actually, no. Mm-hmm. It's like an acronym. His name is an acronym. Um, but uh, he's he's a really tall. Kind of reminds me of Mister Two, a little bit. He's a little gay, and he throws poison. So that's all right. Um, I've noticed from some of the the pre the pre-release coverage stuff that I've seen that there's like kind of a lot of anime boobs in that game. Can you, there's can a you lot of, there's a, or deny this, lot, this allegation that I'm boobs. making? Uh, yeah. Our, our Mika is like a, a wrestler lady and she's all tits and thongs. So, uh, yeah, she's a returning character, isn't she? She's she with the mask. Don't know. Yes. She has a mask. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's been in other games. Uh, there's also some yeah. lady who wears green who might be Brazilian or something. Um, yeah, she's, she's also some, big she has on some titties. anime boobs going on too. Right, is Street Fighter Five a titty game? Ah, uh, it might be. It might be a titty game. I feel like even I'm not going to say that like Street Fighter has a long history of being uh, respectful of women. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying anything about that, but I feel like 
the characters were better dressed in previous versions of this game. Uh, you might be, you might a be A little right. bit, a little bit. I mean, like, um, what's her name, Cammy? Is she in this game, Cammy? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she's in this game. I mean, she, her, her situation, her, like, uh, onesie with no legging situation was always not great, but, like, Chun-Li was always more or less fully dressed, and I don't, it's just like an anime boob festival, I, I don't, I don't know, I, I maybe just, it might just be a coincidence that that's how, how I, I've just seen little parts of this game, and I've just only seen the anime boob parts, but. Uh, there's a lot of anime boobs. Okay, it's good to know that I'm not totally crazy. Yeah, there's a, there's some, there's some anime boobs. So, how, how big is the roster? I think there's 16 characters. Hmm. That seems like the smallest amount of characters you can put into a fighting game and charge full price for it before it's completely fucked up. Sure, yeah. Like, if they had had 15, there'd be, like, a riot. 16 is, like, just enough that, like, maybe we're not... I also feel like if a game besides Street Fighter tried to do 16 and charge full price for it, like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I do want to say that that Guilty Gear game came out and pro- maybe had less than that, but that was because yeah. they were all like carefully hand drawn. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It probably took years yeah, to animate. I sort of feel like the uh, content versus price ratio in this game is not good, but you get more Street Fighter and. Street Fighter is the kind of game that you just like. Like I don't know if you want Street Fighter, you need to buy the more Street Fighter so that you can play the Street Fighter and get good at the Street Fighter, because that's the fighting game. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there's zero story mode. There is um... y- yet. Yeah, so they're adding a bunch of stuff in March. Um, there's I don't actually know what it all is but um the they're they're adding you know a legit story mode and all that other stuff and it sort of seems like this game should have came out in march (laughs) when they're adding the rest of it yeah but new street fighter it's a good thing yes yeah sure new street fighter I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. It's fine. Games. I don't buy fighting games. I'll play I, I them. I'll play with, with my friends in real life at some point. That is like, I don't buy fighting games because I'm not good at them. Yeah. Like, I just go to my friend's house and play it. Whatever. Yeah. Because you can play it with me. I have no interest in getting good or worrying about if the net code is working well. Like. Sometimes, yeah, I don't want to get good either. Sometimes I just gotta draw. I gotta draw a line somewhere. Like I can't buy every video game, and I make some pretty questionable choices already. So sometimes I just have to say, like, no, I got no, no. Hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless it's a Nintendo game, in which case all bets are off. Yep. So, uh, good game. Uh. Remains to be seen. 
Okay. Uh, maybe when the game is actually out in a complete form with a story version and stuff, we can be judged. Yeah. Are people yeah, that publishing sounds, that sounds reviews good. for that broken-ass game? Yeah, there's reviews for it. That's negligent. I mean, that's cool. <laughs> uh, I think... I don't... Hmm, did Giant Bomb review that game? Yeah, yeah it has a... It, it, they put three they stars. Put stars on it. Three stars? Three stars. Yep. Street... Oh, J- Jason wrote that review. Okay. Oh, so it doesn't count. Oh. Sorry, Jason. Um, it's PS4, 79 Metacritic, with 37 favorable reviews and 9 mixed. So, apparently it being Street Fighter is enough to, like, make it a, a good game. <laughs> yeah. Negative yeah. Re- negative user reviews, 144. Yet to be seen how many of those are trolls. Or people just complaining about value proposition, uh, 16 characters for $60, yada, 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 on-disc DLC, blah, 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 blah. You know. Yeah. Nerd rage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, I want to come back to this um, in like another month or so when it's done. That sounds good. You can just distract yourself with um, Fire Emblem. Emblem. Thank you. Dog. Thank you for reminding me. Yeah, Fire Emblem. Mm. Um, And then maybe you'll be like, hey, I just played a bunch of strategy games. I'll play a fighting game now. Mm, yep, that sounds that sounds good. All right, Nick. Yes. What do you What do you got? Oh, dude, I beat Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Oh, did you? Um, yeah, because I felt obligated to. You felt obligated to? Yeah, I played I played it a lot, and I was super into it at first, and I just got progressively less into it because it was the only game I felt like playing. So I just like played mm-hmm. it every day with any free time I had. Yep. And at a certain point, I was like, well, I guess uh, you should probably finish it, because I'm getting close. I stopped doing a lot of the optional mm-hmm. open world, like, territory control stuff, especially when yep. I figured out... So, like, you, you do these activities in an area, you'll, like, liberate kids from a factory, or you'll go in and kidnap slash arrest uh, a, a prominent gang member from an area... Or something like that, mm-hmm. and that'll like help you establish control of that part of London. Also, one of mm-hmm. the the territories was just the river. I'm gonna say this incorrectly, the Thames River. The, uh that's close the one enough. That looks like it should be said yeah. Thames, but it's British, so yeah. Fuck. Yeah, everybody. I think it, I think it's the. Te- I think you pronounce it like. T-M- yeah, I'm going to say, Thames. so basically they're like, oh, well, fuck the English language because it's British. Um, and so that was that's its own territory. I didn't even, and not, like, it's literally just you jump across boats and stuff sticking out of the water and crates floating in it. I'm like, this is, this is horrible. I don't want any part of this. I didn't do a single activity yeah. in that zone. That sounds bad. Um, yeah, it, I, I didn't even bother going. Like a couple missions brought you there, but like I didn't, I didn't feel the need to to take control of the river. I just that it, it, it seems stupid to me. Um, 
Mm-hmm. And so, like, clearly like, enough zones, there's, like, one of the, the people you have to kill. You have to kill, like, it, it literally has a serial killer red string connecting pictures of people in your hideout. And you have to kill a bunch of people okay. before you can kill the guy, the evil Templar who's control, in control of London. And one of the guys, you, you can mm-hmm. un- only unlock his memory sequence by taking control of three zones. So I did that, and that wasn't annoying. I found my I found it like kind of fun to just, hey, I'm going over here and I'm to the, get this mission, and I'll just like stop off over there and clear this zone, and then open this treasure chest, and then go to. Eventually, that that got old. Yep. Um, yep. And so I did enough. I cleared enough zones. Um, it kind of got boring because. Well, there's this really interesting thing that happened when I played that game. It's this specific moment where um, when you capture enough parts of a territory, the gang leader who's in control of that territory shows up to challenge you. And they're like, yeah, mm-hmm. fuck you. Hey, sick em, guys. And it got to the point where, I mean, it was just like a little bit overleveled. Or it definitely was overleveled at a certain point. Well, like, basically, yeah, a person yeah. would show up and be like, sick em, boys, you're gonna regret trying to take my territory, and then I would throw a throwing knife at them, and then run at them, and just murder them, and then finish right. clearing the zone, and when we had the gang war to determine dominance of the zone, they'd be like, yeah, the gang leader's dead, so this isn't gonna be too difficult. Because <laughs> like, yes. the person's just like, hey, this assassin person's coming through and killing all my dudes with literally zero effort. I know. I'll show my face to them. Fucking idiot. Or another funny thing is, like, you'll yep. be walking along the streets of London, and the rival gang members um, who wear red, like, they see you in the street. Oh, good. They'll come up to you and just be like, you what, mate? You want to you try? Who you looking at? What you trying to do? What are you looking at? What are you doing? You what, you mate? what, mate? And, like, I'm like, dude, did you see? Have you ever heard of how many hundreds of... Of your of your friends, I've killed. Get out of my face! And of course, you have a chance to just uh, assa- hit X to assassinate while they're like, "You would, you would," and you just hit X to kill them with a hidden blade, and they're dead. And like, why do these people keep coming at me like this? If, after I, it's like that scene from Austin Powers, with where his dad is explaining to the henchman. I think this is the third movie. He, he's yep. explaining to uh, the henchman how he doesn't even have a name tag and how he stands no chance against the rival spy lord. Mm-hmm. He's just like, you're just mm-hmm. a nameless henchman. Like, just just lay on the floor and be dead. I just just don't waste our time. That's what I, 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 don't, I don't understand it. Like, that's not em- necessarily emergent gameplay, like starting conflicts in the streets. But like, mm-hmm. it, it, mm-hmm. it kind of, it's like a gameplay element, but it doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I don't know, man. Uh, and they they also had this moment in the game where this this game got really for not fourth wall breaking. It harken it started harkening back to the whole present day thing, in a way, super hard. Uh, towards the end of the game, you see this like memory glitch at the uh, at one end of the river, and you can go into it, and then you'll be you'll be playing as one of your descendants. Um, during World War One in London, and you have this like kind of sub area where you have to fight spies mm-hmm. uh, while working with Winston Churchill. Um, 
and the through that whole thing, as you capture parts of World War One London, some giant computer lady is explaining to you. I I guess the ancient race that put those the the pieces of Eden, like these the super powerful items or whatever the whole of which the Holy Grail is one of. Um, they were some ancient civilization that lived on Earth, but then, like, the sun threatened to wipe them all out, so they downloaded themselves into a computer, and they've lived inside the Animus ever since, or something like that. If this was, like, a one-off game, and they were explaining the origin of some mysterious thing that's been present the whole game up till then, that would have been a super interesting Mm -hmm. way of explaining it. But because it's just, like, a bunch of dumb bullshit in, a ser- like, the eighth of a series of games, I just, like, skipped all of it. Yep. Like, it was... I don't know. It was really... I just felt like it was wasting my time. I, maybe that was just me not being receptive to it. Uh, but that was a thing. I don't want to sound too negative on the game, because I did have fun playing it. The The final... Yeah, it sounds like you liked it a whole bunch. It, it was... It's It's... Really fun to play. It's definitely the best Assassin's Creed game in a long time. The final mission uh, was really interesting. It it was different in a way that... Like, there's one point in the game... One point in the final mission where, right at the beginning, I didn't know what to do um, because it didn't tell me what to do. It didn't hold my hand Like like it did the entire rest of the game. So, like, there's a part where you have to, you have to infiltrate this party, and you can't carry any weapons, and so, but you work with this guy who mm-hmm. you got him a royal guard outfit, so he's gonna sneak the weapons in for you while pretending to be a royal guard, and yep. So you have to go to the party, and your two characters are dressed in like formal attire. So the girl's wearing this like big floofy dress, and she can't like run or like climb and get crazy because she's in a dress. Um, yeah, and so you have to get to this. You like get to get upstairs and like use this key to unlock a chest. You have to pickpocket a guard and then get upstairs. But like, I could not figure out how to get upstairs because there were two guards blocking the path, and I just had to. You can there's a mechanic where you can kidnap someone and that helps conceal you, like because it looks like you're just like walking with the person. They're like, yeah, everything's fine. This person's not threatening to kill me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it's just me yeah, being a yeah. normal guard. You can let me through. This lady's with me. She's not trying to kill me or anything. And that's like a, a system that's used in the game for other reasons. Like that that's the the method by which you transport people without killing them. But it also has this side like they mentioned when you first learn about it, it has the side effect of allowing you to do hide in plain sight, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. And they actually, in the final mission, they you use it expressly for the purpose of hiding in plain sight. And I forgot that it did that, and it didn't tell me to kidnap a guard. Like it, like every other mission in the game, it tells you explicitly, do this, do this, do this, do this. So I got really confused yeah. and lost and angry. Mostly because <laughs> I knew I was really close mm-hmm. to the end of the game, and I was just like, it was kind of late, and I just wanted to fucking finish it. Eventually yeah. I looked it up, and I figured it out. And so then there was a, a boss fight. There are not boss fights in this game, except for the final boss fight. And it was a Nintendo-ass boss fight. 
How so? It was like you're in this underground chamber and the bad guy's at one end of it and he's like all charged up on some ancient power shit. And so you're tr- so it's like okay, so you had to traverse to the other side of you had to traverse to him and then do some combat with him. At which point he'll throw your character away or or Okay, so it's like you you saw those two characters you're controlling, like you have the, the you have Evie, you yep. have Evie and Jacob, and so like Jacob gets there first and starts fighting him, and then you have like three minutes to like Evie Evie is going to change, and you have three minutes to get her there too, and when you get there, like magical uh, energy is, is shooting out of him, and you need to like uh-huh. climb. You need to, like, either duck under it or, like, climb over it so it doesn't hit you. Or you'll get, like, sent back to the beginning. Like, it'll, like, knock you back to the the other end of the tomb. So, like, if a wall of energy is coming, you have to use your grappling hook to, like, jump up to the ceiling so it goes underneath you. And it it, it was, like, it it cycled. So, like, like, you'd get her there, and he would knock Jacob away, and you'd fight him a little bit, and then Jacob would wake up, and you'd play as him, and you had to get him there while dodging all the the magic bullshit. So it was like a cycling mm-hmm. boss of like doing like a platforming thing, and that allows you to damage the boss more, and you do that over and over. It was mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. weird, but it was kind of cool because, like I said, it's a very Nintendo way to do that. It's, yeah. it's very much that like, um. I don't know why the boss, the final boss of Super Mario Sunshine comes to mind, where you have to, like, dodge the fireballs and water waves that Bowser is shooting so you can get to one part of the bathtub and actually do damage to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was um, it was kind of cool. And then uh, you meet the Queen of England, and she knights uh-huh. you. And uh, maybe some credits roll, and it says, but wait, there's more. And you can continue to play the game. I don't know. I got a mm. bunch of achievements. Mm. It was cool. You like those? Yeah, I like yeah. them a lot. One day, if that game is not a lot of it money, already is not a lot it. of money. Because how much money is it not? Um, it might have just been on sale when I saw this, but let me see. I want to say I saw it for like thirty bucks or something. That's eh, too much money. Oh. Where did I see that? I saw it somewhere. It's, it was on Amazon. Know. Or maybe it was on sale the other day. But, see, PlayStation 4. Eh. Used like new. Like 30 bucks. I, I saw a better price than that somewhere. Mm. It's it's not going to be too long. I feel like, I, I feel like, I feel like around maybe like either this summer or like holiday time oh. it'll be like 20 bucks. Well, Assassin's Creed Unity limited edition PlayStation 4 costs $12, so it shouldn't be too long before great. before Assassin's Creed Syndicate doesn't cost that much. Um that sounds did you, great. Did let's, you ever play do that. Shadow of Mordor Middle-earth colon Shadow of Mordor? I did. I didn't get very far in it, but I remember liking it a whole lot. It's fucking great. It's like the best Assassin's Creed game yeah. ever. Oh, I should just play you that. You should then. definitely just play that. Oh man. Oh, dude. Okay. Don't play a single third third uh third person action slash stealth game until you've played Shadow of Mordor. For real. It's the best. Okay. Alright. No, that sounds good. I'll do that. 
Yeah, I mean, like, games depreciate faster than they used to, especially in physical form. And especially when they're not Nintendo games. Like, Far Cry 4, yeah. PlayStation 4, is $20 on Amazon right now. That game's really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah, so, speaking of Amazon, real quick. Um, okay. I was pretty I'll sure, Amazon. based on what they showed me, that I was going to be able to get The Division. Tom Clancy's The Division. Um... Yep. I've looked at the gold version, gold edition, what comes yep. with the season pass. It's Tom Clancy's The Division, access to three major expansions, exclusive sawed-off shotgun, exclusive content drops, and exclusive monthly events. Exclusive, 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 exclusive. Um, yep. Do we mention exclusivity? Uh, and it says yep. Prime members pay seventy nine ninety nine for this game, and normally $100, save 20%. Yep. Switch to Xbox One digital code preload. And uh, that notification doesn't really go away. So it says at the top, Prime members get 20% off automatically at checkout on this game. But I can't, it didn't come off when I went to go order it. And I asked Amazon, and they said it doesn't work for digital stuff. So. Yeah, Am- yeah so uh, if you want to take advantage of any of those Prime stuffs, you have to get a physical version. They sh- did not make that clear. Flat out that it's, um, you, you, well, I, underst- that's I understand that now, but they did not make that clear. If you, if you click on the thingy where it says learn more, it'll I tell you did. about it. 20% off pre-order yeah. and newly released video games, Amazon Prime, Prime exclusive savings, 20% off new physical. Okay, there we go. Um, yeah. 20 percent new physical during pre-order just, and also two weeks afterwards too. They need to so. write, yeah, n- pre-order and newly released. They just need to write a single line of code that makes the Amazon Prime Prime members get 20% off automatically at checkout on this game banner go away when I select the digital version because that's it just does. fucking annoying. Like they should just Nick, get... it does. I just did it. It does. Well, no, at the top of the screen. Amazon Prime Prime members get twenty percent off automatically oh, at checkout oh, that, on this on this game. That part, and also on yeah, the mobile version. Yeah, on it, the mobile version, the one at the bottom doesn't go away either. Oh, uh, if you if you're on desktop and you click it, the one the one that's like underneath that says Prime members pay seventy nine ninety nine for this game, that goes away if you click the digital code, which I guess is the only one that Amazon cares about. It might be the only one that's av- available because apparently it's a. It, they have some Ubisoft's got something with Microsoft over the game. Um, it's getting um, it's getting yeah. the DLC sooner and the beta launch a mm-hmm. day sooner and stuff like that. Also, on the mobile version, if mm-hmm. you select the normal version and change it to the gold version, it'll still say Prime members pay forty seven ninety nine for this game, even though you selected yep. a one hundred dollar game version of the game, which would be pretty fucking sick, bro. Yeah, I guess I'm just gonna get the, the yeah. physical version. I played I played a little bit of the beta yesterday. I'm gonna play some more tonight. Uh, it definitely seems like a game. It seems like a game is, where I shoot things in third is, person. D- am I gonna like that game, Nick? I don't know. What do you look for in shooters? I don't. I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't. I don't think you're. I don't think you really think you're gonna like it that much. It's it's um okay. It's an open. I, I want to play the open beta with you guys to see yeah, if uh, yeah. I like it. But you should. But the it, the it doesn't seem like the open beta. The open beta is missing a lot of stuff. Um, 
there's whole parts of the menu that aren't available and the amount of uh, uh like on map events like open world style events is really really light yeah. so i don't know exactly what mm-hmm. the full game is going to be um but the, I, I like the idea of what the multiplayer is and or the the competitive multiplayer element in that game is yeah, you go to a place yeah. called the Dark Zone that is like an it's mm-hmm. a free roam co-op and competitive simultaneous thing where like imagine just a giant co-op game where everyone is tenuously working together but friendly fire is always on. So you can you take down like mm. difficult NPC enemies and they drop loot. But the loot's contaminated and you have to extract it via helicopter. And so someone can call the helicopter and it takes like two minutes to get there. And in that period, yeah. and at any point, if you get killed by another character, by another player, they can, they take the loot that you have yet to um, exfiltrate. Uh-huh. And then it also makes them a rogue. They've gone rogue. And you can kill someone who's gone rogue to get more experience. Um, but also dying as a rogue makes you lose experience and money, but it's only localized. There's two different types of experience and two different kinds of money. You have the regular okay. the regular stuff, and then you have the dark zone stuff. So mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. kind of like like an H1Z1 or a DayZ situation where you, it's like it's like a you know, a tenuous co-op environment where anyone can just shoot anyone if they feel like it. But the yep. situation, but it's not automatically hardcore. It's just like, oh, you lost some of your dark zone money or dark zone experience. And you need certain levels of dark zone experience to equip better dark zone loot. But I'm pretty sure that loot, like the, a gun you get in the dark zone and you have to be level 10 dark zone to equip it. If you're equipping it, you can mm-hmm. still, you could take it into the rest of New York City and use it to shoot like PVE stuff. And it it seems like an interesting idea. What what yeah. yet to, has yet to be seen by me and will not be seen until the game is actually out is exactly what kind of loot game it is. Like if it's a Destiny style there is definitely a certain level of loot you can achieve and you need to repeat these activities in order to see if you can get it uh, which can be done well and can also be done poorly um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I, I i don't know what kind of game it is and all it's like oh you reach max max level uh, i i don't know how heavily they're leaning on the mmo aspect of it i guess is what i'm saying but even a game like diablo that's not an mmo has it's a loot game and the division is definitely a loot game like there's weapon rarity and stats on everything item rarity, stats, this increases experience per kill by this much. Um, so there's definitely something going on there, but I don't know if it's going to be like, oh, here's a the equivalent of a five-man dungeon that you go in with your friends and kill people mm-hmm. and maybe you get a good drop. I, I We won't know if that's there until the game comes out, so we'll see. Okay, all right. But I, w- but I, I want that. Like, I know people were really really hard on Destiny yeah. because of grinding for loot. But 
if you don't have that loot grind, then you just have a game where you play it until your max level, and then you turn it off and never pick it up again until the expansion comes out. And mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. grind to max level, or like that that journey to max level, doesn't usually take that long in these kinds of games. So I, I do want some kind of loot grind, but mm-hmm. we'll see yep. when the, the game comes out. We'll try and play the, the open beta. We'll see if Joe's around, like... Saturday? You play the work all day, though, don't you? I do, yeah. Because Joe already told me he's not around tonight. What a butt yeah. I'm not around either, so I guess it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm be playing some... Um, otherwise... Oh, hey, apparently Titanfall 2 isn't coming out this year. Oh, really? Yeah, Bummer. Well, well, it might, actually. Um, they said it's mm-hmm. going to come out sometime before, like end of quarter one next year so uh, so oh so that could be like it, march yeah or or it could come out at holiday season if it's done but they, yeah. they probably won't release it until it's definitely finished and if it's definitely finished for christmas they'll probably want to release it for christmas but that's yet to be seen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah uh if you guys end up playing that game a lot i'll think about it yeah, Joe already has but, his um... Joe hype AF for yeah, this game. I don't, I don't apparently. understand exactly why, um, but he has uh, he he already has it pre-ordered, uh, and I well I do too, but uh, he had a pre-order a long time ago before any of the before he even played it. I'm not sure exactly where his hype for this game came from. Don't know. Yeah, don't know. But it seems it seems good. I, I also kind of... So this game is about... The premise of this game is that a biological attack happened on Black Friday in New York City. Like, terrorists deployed some sort of bio, yeah. bio, biological disease um, and killed a lot of people. And I'm like, is this game going to get weird... Uh, is it going to be yes. like, oh yeah, that turns out the biological pathogen is turning people into zombies, uh, which I could totally see that happening. Um, but he's just like Joe. I, I mentioned this to Joe, and he's like, um, no, because it's got Tom Clancy's name on it, which means it's going to be only real life shit only, like stuff that could actually happen. And I'm like, first of all, Joe. Just because zombies haven't happened yet doesn't mean they can. Let's just get that straight. Like, that's just a logical fallacy. You can't disprove that zombies will ever happen. But I do, I also see his point. Um, but it's like, how how many different types of unique, like, boss-like enemies are they going to have if it's just, this guy has a flamethrower, this guy has a rocket launcher, this guy has a Gatling gun, if it's going to be, a, like, a long-term MMO-style game with at least three expansions. Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll see. I'm probably going to play that game. I'm probably going to spend too much money on that game and then play it because I spent too much money on it. I'll just play it from yeah, March probably. 8th until whenever um, Dark Souls, Dark Souls 3, 3 comes, comes out. out. Well, that's like an entire month, so... 
or longer. Doesn't it come out on like the twenty second of April? Uh, I think it's a little bit earlier in April. Oh, that might be bravely bravely second. Oh my gosh, March March twenty fourth. No way. Yeah, dude, I started typing that into Google, and it like I started. No, it's April twelfth. Are you sure? Yes. Oh, maybe in it this is. country? Does it come out earlier in, like, Japan or Europe this or something? This is the initial release date. is March 24th. Hmm. Well, Amazon says April 12th, which is probably the realistic one. Polygon says April 12th also. In Japan, the hmm. Third Souls games will launch a few weeks earlier on March 24th. Okay. Yeah, because I, I, I went to Google there Chrome. Go. I started typing in Dark Souls 3 release date, and it was just, like... In red, under like you know how it shows you all the possible things you might be searching for right now, like autocomplete options. Yep. In red, it just says March twenty fourth, twenty sixteen, before I even hit enter, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is like, God damn it, Google, you are, you impress me every day. Yeah. Google, good. Um, let's take a quick break. And then we'll talk about video games. Yeah. Okay. Video games. More. (laughs) Yo. Video games. Whoa, we talking about video games? Um, Yeah, we've been doing that for like a little while now. Um, Did you play any any other video games last week? Because it's kind of the whole point of why this podcast exists, if we talk about that. I played Undertale. You played Undertale? I played Undertale. What what is what is that? Whoa. I've never heard of that. What is that game? Uh it's um it's a new uh walking simulator game. Oh dude. Wait, you say wait, hold on. Do you say Undertale or Firewatch? Uh Undertale. Shots fired. <laughs> no, uh I'm playing more Undertale. Um I'm finishing my, my genocide run. Genocide, that's bad. I know, but I'm almost done. No, I mean, like, genocide is like, I'm on just the... a bad thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, the game definitely... Uh, the game definitely makes you feel bad. Um. Okay, so you... Yeah, yeah, that's it's funny that, like, they give you the option to do it either way. Um. You know, lots of... Undertale has been a big thing since it came out came came out um yep and a lot of information has come out about the nature of where that game came from and and who like the guy who made it and um why that game is the way it is and stuff like that um and so like he he made that toby fox massachusetts local resident he made yes. a Earthbound mod, and in that game, he made it possible to not have to kill anything. And he just thought the idea of making making an RPG where you didn't have to kill everybody was cool. But he he seemed to mm-hmm. he made that mm-hmm. the correct choice, which I'm not offended by. But like, I feel like if you're gonna create a game oh. where you're like, hey, you can do whatever you want, you should. 
maybe the game should make you feel like shit if you're like, I want to kill everybody. No, I no, I think it should. Okay. Well, so, so let me. This this is not a new save file for you, right? This is like your because this is my save file. This is my third playthrough of the same save file. So this is an Undertale in which Flowey is no longer around because you got the you got true pacifist ending on it at one point. No, Flowey's still around. I thought at a certain point Flowey stopped existing. Like I thought, if you beat him in no. True Pacifist, he like if, went away. I don't, well, no, because as soon as you start up a genocide run, it tells you that things are going to. Uh, it's like go back to a previous state or something. So like, yeah, Flowey's back and stuff. Oh, what do you he, mean when you start a, geno- a genocide run? When you start when you start a genocide run after of do after completing a true pacifist run you have to erase your save quote unquote which you actually don't well what, um, sorry what do you mean when you say but, you start a true pacifist uh, when you start a, a genocide run like when you start a new run when you start of, a new of game of kind. undertale after you finish of any kind after you finish a true pacifist that's you have to like erase your save and it tells you something about i can't remember exactly what it says okay. but it's basically like uh, you're re- you're going back to a previous point in time or something, uh, all your stuff, and people are going to be sad. And I'm like, okay. Oh, I didn't realize that. I could have sworn I heard something about, like, if you get true pacifist and Flowey no longer exists in your save, and then you go back and do the neutral ending, um then you don't fight him like you because he's gone I mean, and also i think that I might think be true Asgore, but i don't like, know kills himself or something like that some weird thing I, uh oof. some weird thing i read ryan does not know well is it about um, like oh, i don't know I, I i maybe i misunderstood it it was in that did you know gaming video um i'll have to watch that later he was talking about why the song that starts is called the bergen Trukung. Because it's it's based it, that's like the name of oh, some yeah. tale about some king who like sacrificed himself like a mountain king who sacrificed himself for the good of the people or something, and there's like certain conditions yeah. in which that like, will happen. You go and he says like you go to fight him and he says take my soul and use it to break the barrier, and he kills himself or something like that. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, what circumstances create that, but in the game I'm currently playing, uh, Flowey is totes alive. Okay, interesting. Um, he he doesn't really play that much of a genocide role. He is, he's just kind of not um, part of it. Uh, he's part of it to an extent. The, the That sequence in the game, right before uh, you would go fight Asgore, um, where like a bunch of enemies talk to you. Since you killed everyone, Flowey talks to you. And, okay, interesting. Um, and he tells you some stuff. Um, yeah, Flowey, man. But, you know. That guy sucks. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I'm currently on the on on the last boss fight. Uh, it's very is hard. Is that the last boss fight? I'm not sure. I'm going to assume you don't have it to is. Fight Asgore Dreamer. I don't think so. Yeah, so everyone knows who the last boss fight of Genocide Run is, uh, because like the most maybe the most famous song in the game is from that fight, and but we're yeah. not going to say it. Because it's a spoiler. Not, I didn't. It's a big spoiler. It's a spoiler that everyone knows. But I didn't it's a say big it. spoiler. 
Every, everyone knows everyone, everyone already. Everyone spoils it. Yeah, everyone knows already. But, but, we're but even yesterday when I was complaining on Twitter about uh, this game being hard, I wrote, um, boy, the last boss in Undertale is hard. I wasn't even sure what... You, what boss yeah, I was like I knew about. you were stuck on a boss, but I wasn't sure if it was the last, like if that was the last boss. Like I think it's the last boss. I don't. I it's. I don't actually know what else is after. If there is another boss, it doesn't matter. It's not as hard. It's, it doesn't matter. As yeah, much. it's not as hard as this one. But like I don't know. It's it's definitely very challenging. Um, I've gotten pretty far into that fight, but I I died, and apparently uh, the way that fight works, it's it's. Strictly, it's strictly round based, and every time you need to heal, you essentially add another round. Interesting to the total fight. So that sucks. So like, if you ca- if you catch yourself in a heal loop, and you suck too hard too many times in a row, you're like, uh, you're you're essentially increasing the amount of time that he- that guy will fuck you. Yeah, which sucks. And you also have to be careful to not try and spare him. Yeah, I've seen what happens when you do that, and it's funny. But, but you're like, uh, I'm not going to do it. it. I don't feel the need to. I yeah, mess that I don't want to do that whole fight yeah. again. Um, more power to you, because I heard that that's really difficult. I I I can see like I I can see the light at the end of the tunnel, and I've gotten good enough at. Um, most of the mechanics that I've seen already, I can almost reliably get to that part mm-hmm. every time. Uh, there's definitely like a point where it like changes into a, a whole different fight. Well, um, what is your um, what is your level what level of violence? Nineteen, which is what everybody is when you get there. Oh yeah, I guess you it's standardized at that point. The thing, the thing I like about Undertale a whole bunch is um, that no matter what, like ending you're you're playing through, um, except for maybe neutral, um, it's it's tuned difficulty wise um, to whatever you are. So either you have no experience or you have all the experience, and either way, it's diff- it's tuned to be that yeah, way. Well, that, so you- that makes playtesting really easy. For a short game, you don't yeah, have does. to worry about yeah. how much did they grind to get here. Right. It's it's it and there's no like on the other end of it be players being like, Oh man, I have to grind to get through this boss. It's like, no, you can't grind, you just have to do it. It's supposed to be this hard. Yeah, like I imagine um, a game like uh I don't know, Bravely Default, let's say. Be really difficult yeah. to properly uh balance because some people if you make the enemies too easy people will be might be over leveled who have ground grinded a little bit and then it'll be too yep. easy uh but if you make the enemies too hard it forces people to grind but the way toby fox has done things is actually rather brilliant that it's like this yep. is how difficult it is and deal with it yeah which is a little bit crappy you know? for people who aren't good and they want to experience the game but um, I, I don't think it's. I mean, impossible. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely bad, and I'm getting through it. So, you know, there's there's hope for everybody. Yeah, that's true. You did Udine; it only took you five hours. Um, and considering, well, pacifist run is no joke either. And 
No, I, I, I struggled on the Metaton fight in Pacifist run a whole lot um, because uh, you have no HP. So yeah. that sucks. I thought you said I thought you had more trouble with Undine, but uh, I had a little bit of trouble with Undine, but not nearly as much as I did on Genocide Run. Yeah, that game's cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, Under Undertale, good AF. Um, and I like it. I want to finish it. I want to finish it, and I can put it away, and maybe decide it's one of my top nine favorite games of all time. Yeah, it's it's kind of getting there for me too. Yeah. Uh, that that game's really fucking good. Yeah. I agree. So like one thing I'm considering doing is not like anytime soon, but like at one point playing through that whole game three times again and like seeing if after I know literally everything there is to know if it's still as good. As um as I think it is experiencing it for the first time. I don't think it has to be. So I mean that I mean that's definitely replayability is definitely a deciding factor in um whether or not a game is good enough to be on my top nine. Like if you want okay. Well if that's if that's the criteria you use, then that's cool. It's it it's one of my criteria. I, it it doesn't really like it doesn't work for everybody. Yeah, because so but you just want I, a game that you can go back to and have and fun still play with again, playing it the second, second, yeah. third, fourth time. Yeah, um, that's interesting. I I think that the first experience with Undertale, like the first time playing that game, is so or so one person's experience playing that game for the first time is interesting enough that almost it makes almost everything else irrelevant. Yeah, I mean, so, like, there's almost a, a separate category of um, games that I liked a whole lot based on their first experience, but it'll never be that magical again, and that's almost, like, its own category mm-hmm. of things, where Undertale would definitely be at the top of that list. Yeah, I feel like if you weren't um, doing a true, you're doing a true pacifist run for the second time, not because you were, or you're doing it to replay it not because you were excited to experience the story for the first time i feel like you would be like yeah. man metaton's really hard on, on true pacifist i don't want to do this because you don't have that drive yeah maybe to see what happens yeah maybe so um i don't know i i i definitely want to do that again at some point before I ultimately decide, yeah, this is definitely like one of my most favorite games mm-hmm. of all time. That's fair, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, yeah, I'm doing that. I want to finish it, but I probably will put it on on hold because uh, Fire Emblem. Yeah, I can see that game becoming one of my top nine at some point. I don't know what it would replace though. Mm. That that'd be the hardest part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Keep keep doing. Keep on keep trucking. Doing you. Also, start trucking. Get an American Truck Simulator, and truck, please. Man, I, I'm after after this. We conclude this podcast. I'm gonna go up in my attic, and f- see if uh, I I there's an old driving wheel in there. 
I have like a sneaking suspicion there is. is. Gonna pedals too though. Probably, the one I the one I remember they all come with pedals. It's it's the the gear shift thing that not all. Of I them feel have. like you could get away with not have like. Well, they they sell uh, separate gear shifts that work with any PC steering wheel, so I could just get one of those. They're like a hundred bucks. I don't. Okay, if that's what you want, I, I'm just. I would just say like, you can probably if you had the wheel, the track IR, and the pedals, the gear shift is. I'd probably be okay. Optional at that point. I want. I want. I want to do the 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 big kerklunk as I change gears because it would make me happy. Yeah. That'd be cool, except for the fact that it wouldn't be a truck one. Um, no, so it, it wouldn't. wouldn't really be. You have to like. It's something like it's. Most of them only have like four gears, and so and a truck is like seven to ten. So you need to like flip a switch to make it. Um. Yeah, to you get go to the like higher one, gears. two, three, four, yeah. and then hit a switch, and then. It makes five the lowest one. Five yeah. through ten. Something like yeah, that. Yeah. Which I don't know if that's accurate enough to make it worth a hundred dollars. I don't know. But I, I, I kinda wanna do it and I wanna put on my, my track IR hat. Can you you should put on make it like you should buy like a five dollar trucker hat. Like a yeah, trucker cap? That. Man, I I probably should. You're right, I probably if should you work at the mall, just like go somewhere there and buy like I'll go to fucking Lids. To, That's oh, still a I don't store. Know if they sell truck caps. Also, the cheapest hat there is probably twenty five dollars, uh, and you'll only be oh, able to get right. one that has. You're probably right. They do, they do sell plain ones. Maybe they get a novelty one at like Spencer's Gifts or something like that. Uh, it just has like a big picture of a yeah. Dick the more on novel, the better, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, that's how I feel. That's how I feel right now. You're like my other. It'll say, it'll say like my other ride is your sister or something like that on it, and you'll be like, "Oh, <laughs> dope! This is so profane. I love it." My other ride is your sister. Um, hey, right? I played. Oh, dude! I played a really great game. Then you played it as well. Let's talk about it. I played dude, it as well. This dope yes. game. It's fresh. It's a fresh game. It's it's an iOS game. It's. That game's um, big butts. This game is huge asses. This game is big butts. This is a darling. Um, actually, I don't know if that's true. I don't know who made this game. Happy Magenta made this game. I don't know who those people are. It's a game called Tomb of the Mask for iOS. Um, so can I t- can I tell you a story yeah, about please. this game, real quick? Um, so I was at work one morning. I think it was like Tuesday, and I was scrolling through Twitter on my break, and uh, I just saw you tweet uh, about this game being like. Guys, this might be the best game that's when, ever when been I, made, or something when to I that play effect. This game, it's the best game in the entire world. I, my tweet says something along the lines so, of like, "In this exact moment, this is the greatest game ever made." So I'm like, "Nah, no way!" Like fucking iOS. That's games, not man. true. I don't know. F- fucking iOS game ain't no ain't no best game. So I like went and downloaded it. I'm like, "Oh, cool! This game is free and everything." Um. So I sat there on my break and I literally played it for twenty minutes, and I'm like, "Yeah, you're this no, is... you're right. This is the best what, game what that you, that's you ever said to me existed." About how never you played a game that made a swipe so satisfying? Yeah, it it yeah, it's really good at like making you feel good about the smartphone's ability to be a touchscreen. Yeah, I'm, um, that's the thing about iPhone games or or phone games or touchscreen games in general is it's like. 
if it's a game that you just made on a phone because like there's no real phone SDK or it costs like eighty dollars or something and you just put it on a phone with virtual joysticks, your game your game might not no. be good. I mean, I've seen that done done well. Yeah, before, I hate virtual like, virtual joysticks. joysticks. But this is like a game. It's like this game only works on phones, which is why I put it on a phone. This is. This is a phone game for and that's, phones. That's the only kind of game I want to play. Like if they were just like, "Hey, we ported Fire Emblem to Wii U," it'd be like, "No, that's a portable game." If like, I really want to play it on like portable. recently they ported Final Fantasy IX to mobile, and I love Final Fantasy IX, that? but I do not want to. I do not want to play Final Fantasy IX with a virtual joypad. Fuck that. I could see like, well, I think Chrono, Chrono Trigger is on iOS too. They they may have yeah, it added. Is. is it virtual joy Drag joypad to or run? is it tap to run? I think I think it's virtual joystick because honestly, which sucks. Like if you made Chrono Trigger, if you remade it so that you could just like, hey Chrono, walk over here, and he would walk over there. Like you tap where to walk, where to walk. That might actually work. If they did that with literally every game with a virtual joystick, it well, would some work games don't well. work. I mean, so uh, remember that game. Beat Hazard, that's like the the space shooter, like the Asteroids game, where you put a song in and it determines what kind of enemies you fight and stuff like that. Um, yeah, they made an iOS yeah. version with virtual joysticks that's actually very functional um, because the virtual joystick like follows your finger a little bit, so you can kind of mm-hmm. move off of it and it'll still count. Um. Yeah, it actually that that works, but they usually don't. So Tomb of the Mask. I'm gonna try and explain this game. It's an arcade style game, and uh, you hit play, and then a song that sounds kind of like the jingle from the beginning of a Spelunky run plays. Uh, yep, which is maybe my favorite part, and it's all pixely. I, I'm never gonna be able to explain how this yes. game what this game is. Basically it's a infinite climber, let's say. This pool this pool sure. of yep. flashing water. I like to I like to think it's water. I don't know. Follows you upwards and you need to go you need to escape up the tower or tomb, I guess you're in. But by by doing that, the way you move in this game, it's not a platformer. Your character just moves you pick a direction and swipe in that direction. Your character moves very quickly and infinitely in that direction until they hit something. So you're yes. swiping rapidly, like left, up, 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 left, left, right, right, left, right, up, down, left, up, right. And like to move him and he's hitting walls and going up through obstacles. You're waiting for like traps to fire and then shooting past them. And like it's just – uh, like you, you said it perfectly when you said it's the most satisfying a swipe has ever felt. Like it empowers, like the yes. smallest gesture of just like a little swipe up, down, left, or right makes your dude go flying in the most satisfying way. Mm-hmm. And you're just, it's, it's. There's some games, there's some it's iOS games good. that, yeah. Some games only work on iPad. Like I've been playing a lot of um, that game that's called Paint It Back. That's just the the Picross game on iPad. I love mm-hmm. the shit out of that game. If you don't play it on, on like a larger screen, it's garbage. There's some games that work potentially on okay. both. Like, I think that that Beat Hazard game works okay 
on 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 both of them. And then this game, I feel like it'd be miserable to play on iPad. Like it has to just be little screen right there, one thumb, like holding your hand, one handed, one thumb, just flick, 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 and it's just so effortless to do like dope stuff. Just do 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 yep. do do, and you're just just kind of moving your thumb a little bit. It's it seriously is like the most simple way to control a game. It's it's like sim- simple control has never felt this this great. Yeah, it reminds me good. of um, yeah. Pac Man two sixty five or whatever the, the heck that game is called two fifty six yeah whatever. It's sure. like a, it's like yeah. a super fast paced version of that game. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of, uh, and also like on I think a two D plane, which is nice. I didn't like that weird like two and a half. Yeah, that like isometric thing that type that of game thing. did. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't. Because like you're collecting that. dots. It's an infinite. It's infinite. I wasn't sure if it was infinite or not, but I'm looking at the store page, and it is indeed an infinite, uh, an infinite arcade adventure. They call it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're just going through and collecting dots and coins, and that gives you score as you climb higher and higher. Uh, each level, it doesn't get progressively harder as you go which i like because some of some of these games like this these infinite arcade games have this problem where mm-hmm. all right play again now you have to play through like the first level that's always stupid easy and is boring it's like that first level that purple level is usually pretty simple like the most difficult obstacle is like some spikes but after that it can, it's kind of randomly difficult some runs you'll have one that's pretty like second second stage will be pretty simple. Um, by the time by the time you're at like the sixth stage, they're consistently more difficult than any of the ones before it. But I like how they they handle mm-hmm. the difficulty in the game. The one interesting design choice they made is you level up the the more score you get. Like every every time you complete a run, your score gets added to like an experience bar. And the more score you get, the higher your level becomes. And the higher level is, the higher your score multiplier is. So, yeah, it it is a thing. It's like, it means that you can't possibly get a really good high score or like a world record high score until you've played the game enough to be level 20 when you're getting 20 times score mm. for every move you make. Um, which is kind of shitty, but... Yeah. Games limit, other games limit you like that in worse ways. Um, mm. Other infinite games like uh, Jetpack Joyride or something, like the only way you're going to get a good score is if you have all the good power-ups, and you need to play a yep. long time to get those power-ups. So this is kind of cutting out the middleman, and I also kind of, like, it's kind of lame, but I also kind of like it because it means you're constantly getting a better score. Not constantly, but, like, you don't, like, it's not like Crossy Road where you get, like, a hundred and, you know, you get, like, a really high score, and you're like, well, never going to beat that because the game's never going to be any, like, you're you're consistently, like, every couple of levels, you're getting a higher score. Like, you're shattering your previous record because you're just getting more points. And then once you get to level 20, it kind of evens out. 
Um, yeah, it does. And uh, so there's there's some some free to play stuff here. It's free. Um, you can have you experienced watch you ads for money. Yeah, you get 500 coins for watching ads, which is usually worth it. Uh, and also, the first time you die in a run, you can watch an ad to come back instead of spending 500 gold, mm-hmm. which is I usually do. I've watched a lot of ads in this game. Yeah. But ha- have you ever been given a pop-up ad? Because you no. can pay 99 cents to disable pop-up ads. And mm-hmm. although I've never been given a pop-up ad, I still... I still spent ninety nine cents to remove all pop up ads. Yeah. Oh I, really? I, I haven't seen I one of those think yet. I have either. Maybe they don't exist yet. But I, I also wanted to um see if it would do anything to like the amount of ads I had to watch. Like I thought maybe that mm-hmm. meant like you know, your not. first death you can just get a free retry as opposed to watching yeah. not so, but like I'm I'm fine with watching the ads. They're they're like thirty seconds max. Um Mm-hmm. It's pretty inoffensive, and it means that the the guy who the guys who make it can sell their game for free and still make a shitload of money. So, yeah, uh, I, I'm I'm numb to the whole watch an ad thing. Maybe some other people are not, but I don't particularly enjoy it. But you know, I don't yeah, I it. I don't like it <laughs> per se. Like I'd rather yeah. be like, here's ten dollars, yeah. just let me play your game. But um, but this this game is way better yeah. at, at that than other games. Like, and also let me just take a look here real quick. You can spend real money on coins, but the most mm-hmm. money you can spend at once is six dollars, as opposed to ninety nine dollars best value of some other games. Like this, <laughs> this game is clearly made in, in an intelligent um. It's very much self-aware of the way mobile games have been. Yes, like it, it's it knows what's going on with mobile games, and it understands that there's a good way. Is there are different ways to do it, and uh, they they mm-hmm. they've mm-hmm. been pretty good. Um, yeah, this game's good. this game's yeah. fun. I'm gonna keep playing it when I'm bored. Although now I'm yeah. gonna be playing Fire Emblem with my. This is like uh, I have. I'm I'm not with my 3ds or my iPad. And I feel like doing something stupid for a second game, which is a very yep. specific kind of yep. game. But I have to have a game for every occasion, so this is good. Um, let's talk about news, Ryan. I know we got to wrap up soon. Whoa, there's not a lot of news, so it'll be fine. Ryan's got to wrap up soon so he can go buy his physical copy of Fire Emblem, like some sort of scrub. Yeah. Well, I can't. If I don't buy a physical copy, I can't stream it. So can you not get that stream one? I guess you don't want to play on the streaming one if you don't have to. I would I would like to be able to plug that shit into my other 3DS and Does go away. Like, can you just put a, a yeah. cart into two different 3DS and have, like, save files the same and stuff? I think some games work differently than other games. It depends on how much data they make on an SD card. Oh, you just move the, uh, S- you just move the SD first. card, too? Um, I I actually haven't tried to do it. I don't so know if it works the way you're hoping it does. I mean, in which case I'll just um jump off the roof. 
Uh, okay, that sounds, that sounds cool. I mean, <laughs> I, I also I I was going to berate you today for wanting to buy physical stuff, but because I was like, oh, well, I'm playing it right now. I got it online, <laughs> but I I had issues with it too. Um, I like I was it was you like did. midnight last yeah. night when I when I was going to bed. I was like, oh, okay, I can download Fire Emblem, and I downloaded Fire Emblem, and I started. I did download now. And then I like sat in bed for a little while, and it was still downloading now, and I had to go to bed. So I was like, okay, well, actually, let's switch it download later. I exited the store, and I closed mm-hmm. the 3DS to cause it to um, start downloading later, at which point my 3DS decided to break itself. It, like... Mm-hmm, kept mm-hmm. running battery power, but it turned itself off in some way. So when I opened it in the morning, it, I just opened it and the screens didn't turn on, but it told me the battery was dying. And when I forcibly restarted it, it said it was still at like 34%. Yeah. Yeah. That's bad. Uh, that was stupid. But then it, it downloaded. I did download now and it, it downloaded pretty quickly this morning and I, I played like a minute before we started podcasting. Anyways, mm-hmm. news. Um, did you hear about this Fallout 4 stuff at all? Oh, you don't give a shit. Whatever. Fuck you. Um, I don't. Yeah. So the, right now they're selling a $25 season pass or something like that. And they announced the three Mm -hmm. items that are going to be coming out in that season pass. And they've also announced that that's not going to be the, there's going to be more than, more than just these first three. So they've said that. The first one is going to be called Automatron, and mm-hmm. it'll be priced individually for $10, and that says a villain called the Machinist has released a horde of killer robots in the Commonwealth. Find them, kill them, and use their parts to create your own mix-and-match companions. Sounds pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting this. Thank you, GameInformer.com, yeah. for aggregating this information, um, but they, I, Bethesda released information publicly earlier this week. In April, mm-hmm. they'll be releasing Wasteland Workshop for $5. This allows you to build traps or capture NPCs in wildlife. You'll be able to host death matches or tame hostile creatures. Uh, this D- this DLC pack also adds customization options for your settlement, which, that, that's yep. fine. Um, $5. Mm-hmm. And then the third update price for $25 in June is called Far Harbor. It takes you to the coast of Maine, and you work with Nick Valentine on, it's like a, an, a whole subset of the game. Like a, a whole smaller map instead of just adding stuff to the existing map. So that's why it costs a little bit more. So, yeah, sorry. I, I, yeah. I misspoke mm-hmm. before. The, the the season pass right now costs $30. Uh, but since they're adding all of this and they're planning on adding even more, they're going to be increase, increasing the price of the season pass to $50 on March 1st. But if you buy it before then or you already have it... um. You won't be charged extra. You just You're good. You get everything that comes with it. Which is, that seems like a cool way to do it. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, it's, it, 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 you know, it's, it's like that pre-order early and get more for less money yeah. deal that but happens I feel sometimes. Like if you're someone so. who is interested in a season pass for Fallout 4, you know already. Yeah. I'm probably going to get totally. it before March 1st because I would love an excuse to play that game again. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Hyper Light yeah. Drifter. I I watched a trailer for that game, and that game looks yeah, cool. I remember I actually saw this at PAX two years ago, PAX East. 
two years ago when I when I went. Um, it's been in like a semi playable form. People have been like news outlets have had it for a while, like the first hour or two of the game. It's like a sixteen bit Zelda. Well, not even sixteen bit. It's a pixel art style. Um, it's really colorful and it's like a Zelda like game. Like a top down yeah. light platformy slashy thing. Um I'm really excited for it. And it's supposed to be coming out this year mm-hmm. and they've although there's not a release date, they've opened pre orders on GOG.com. Mm-hmm. Which in and of itself isn't that huge, but it means that probably the the games will be coming out sooner rather than later. Pretty so soon. Yeah. I guess as of now, the release date is noted as being spring 2016 for PC. Uh-huh. And then consoles mm-hmm. will happen shortly after that. Well, sp- spring, spring is soon. Spring is soon. So. Right, right. Dark Souls yeah. 1 is coming to Xbox One backwards compatibility. I'm so excited. You are Even so excited. On everything. I play it on PC. Like, There's literally no reason for me to really be that excited about it. I just want to play Dark Souls 1 some more. Yeah. I like that game a lot. Even though I haven't finished my streaming playthrough because I've kind of hit a wall that I've been trying to figure out how to get over. Um, yeah. I don't know. I, I want you to finish that, and then I want to do one, and then we'll put them both on YouTube. Okay. Oh, man, I just, this last leg is going to be, like, I don't know. I'll see. It's going to be interesting. Uh, and this is anticipation. Mm-hmm. So anyone who pre-orders Xbox or on Xbox One, they pre-order Dark Souls Three uh, digitally. They get a free copy is it, of. Uh, uh, okay, I was going to say, is it only digital? They might, as far but, as I know. I mean, I Fallout Four. Maybe they made a bigger deal of it, which is why when I got the physical version, it came packed with a code for for Fallout Three. Um. Yeah, but that was like a a big selling point when the game originally came out. Um, so maybe mm-hmm. like he was mm-hmm. on stage at E three for Microsoft saying that stuff. So maybe that was just a thing that they did for them. Uh, it, it might just be for digital versions, and obviously it's only for only yeah. applied to yeah. Xbox One because PS three doesn't have a similar PS four doesn't have a similar compatibility thing. Mm. Um, XCOM two, remember that you know that game. That PC only game, I've I've heard of that too, which is the sequel to Firaxis's remake of XCOM games, the XCOM series. Um, so this weird thing happened. Weird thing is still happening. Yeah, that if you play the mm-hmm, game with mm-hmm. caps lock on, it yeah. loads faster. That's the best thing I've ever heard. I, so this is the uh, this is apparently Firaxis's official statement. Eurogamer asked them what was going on. Firaxis told them this. It says, hitting the key through a Rube Goldberg-esque series of events forces all outstanding load requests to be filled immediately in a single frame. This causes a massive hitch and potentially could crash the game. If you don't care about these adverse effects, the, syn- the synchronous load is faster. So maybe like if your computer cool. is better, you can get away with doing it. But you do, but playing with caps locks mm-hmm. on 
runs the risk of crashing your game, which is hilarious in and of itself. Yeah. That there is such a thing as, like, yes. hey, don't put the caps lock on, or otherwise your game might crash. These are these are the joys we experience good. when someone releases in 2016 a game that's only for PC. Fun yep. stuff like this mm-hmm. happens. Uh, but also that game, like, that game already has a mod that removes the pauses in combat, which people some people assumed were the game trying to load or was getting hitched up on something was actually just a deliberate thing they added to make people think about their lives in between turns. And someone just made a patch to yep. remove it because that's nonsense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. XCOM 2, man. Every part yeah. of me wants to tell you to play that game because I don't want to have to play it. And I want someone to experience it. Um, I will buy that game when it costs less than $30 or less. That's, I that's like my cutoff point. That game. I probably will, hard, but, but I'll play I, it at one point. That's why I don't want to play it. That's why I, I want you that's to play not, it. That's not the part that um, that bothers me. It's the part where I didn't really like XCOM Enemy Unknown that much. It didn't really do it for me. Yeah, that's so. fair. We'll see. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, Call of uh, Duty's uh, trying uh, this weird uh, thing uh, where they put... Uh-oh. Black Ops 3 Multiplayer Starter Edition up on Steam. So... Okay. Uh, it, it This features... It's only it's multiplayer only. It has ranked play, weapon page shop, gunsmith, arena, free run mode, the theater, and the black market. But does not have zombies campaign, custom matches, unranked play, or mod support. Unranked play? What does that mean? It means play that is not ranked. I think all play in Call of Duty might be ranked. Right, so now they have some that isn't. I'm trying to think. I've never had the uh, that option of ranked versus... Oh, no, actually, I have. Wait, does that mean you really can't just join, like, select, like, join a lobby, I want to play Domination? Um, I couldn't tell you. Huh. You also won't be able to prestige using the starter pack. You'll be capped at level 55. If you decide to upgrade, the $15 cost of the starter pack will be deducted from the, the purchase price of the full version of Black Ops 3. Did, cool. cool. But you also you have uh, access to all of the microtransactions and stuff. So, man, I don't know what this shit is. <laughs> like, this is crazy. That they just want more people to play multiplayer and then maybe buy the full game. This 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 is what we were saying before is about how this game is three very distinct different games. So maybe they mm-hmm. are kind of playing on that and offering Hey, do you only like multiplayer? Well you don't have to pay sixty dollars to only play multiplayer. Here's a little taste of something. And for a lot of people, maybe they just want to play a little bit of Call of Duty at the level 55 and say, like, that was fun. Uninstall. Mm-hmm. So I can see how this is appealing to some people. It's crazy that it's only $15. Sure. Hmm. I don't know, man. Call of Duty's got to... Tr- they they got to try some weird stuff to stay relevant, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The game coming out this year is going to be Developed by Infinity Ward, the people who made Modern Warfare 2, which 
was it kind of a, a big turning point for that series in general? Um, but not, I mean, that's the name of the company is still the same. A lot of the creative leads of that company are now mm-hmm. working for the for respawn that's making Titanfall. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. But if this game, I know people have been saying this for many years now, but if this Call of Duty game isn't good, um, that 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 franchise might be over soon. That's all right. Unless they go the way of Assassin's Creed and they stop uh, releasing it every single year. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll be I'll be here to, to watch the fire burn. Yeah, totally. Run do the plug. This podcast is over. Oh, podcast over. All right, uh, we're on Twitter. Come follow us at Bear vs. Man vs. Uh, man. One word. Like like we, all Twitter. We handles. put. Like all Twitter handles, we put we put stuff on there. We that's where we talk about all the things. Um, you can uh, you can check us out on um, on on YouTube where uh we put some stuff up. Like uh, the most recently, our uh, Valentine's Day yeah, stream, where where we played games with our friends, uh, played Yuki games and Joe, about love and things and, and romantic things like hearts and, and roses um, and um, sword and putt putt. I forgot we played putt putt. Completely forgot about that. <laughs> well, that's, that game is your Valentine. Like that's that's your Valentine. That game's my Valentine, game. for real. That game is my Valentine. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? Uh, oh yeah, you should rate us on iTunes. Um, yeah. That helps uh, us get popular and, and or and tell a friend. Gets people about it about this, or tell your friends. Actually, tell actually yeah, and do both. Just and. Uh, you can you can uh, leave us a little review, and then everybody everybody wins. Um. Let's see. Uh, you can um, you can like us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash bear versus mancast. That's uh, where that is. Um, you can send us an email to questions at bear versus man dot com. Yeah, you can you can do that. Uh, and we'll we'll we will read it on the internet for everybody. If that intimidates you, we'll read it in private and then talk about it afterwards. Yeah. Uh, we yeah, we will That's see it. you guys next week. Um probably have a stream sometime between now and then. Most likely. At least Most likely a stream. Some hot stream. Because we like that game. Damn right. Maybe Ryan will beat right. an entire game hey, on the, the internet. Who knows? Maybe I'll play some more Dark Souls. Are we still are we are we still having a party on the twenty seventh? Yeah. Is that a, is that a thing we're doing? All right, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a nice big fat live stream on the twenty seventh uh, for our one year anniversary of Bear vs Man. So come come hang out with us Twitch TV slash Bear vs Man. We play yeah, video games. And- I'm gonna be, we're gonna try and make that one a little, little, little lengthier than the usual ones we do, 
and maybe just play yeah. a bunch of dumb couch yeah. couch competitive games. Yeah, let's yeah, let's like do fun. that. All right, uh, that's gonna do it. Okay, bye. I love you guys. Big smooches. Bye.